0: What's good party people? Welcome back to the podcast. This is not right now. I'm your host Ray. Thank you for so much for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to be discussing the seven spiritual laws of success. Now this book is by Deepak Chopra, if you don't know who that is, um, icon, okay, in the spiritual community. And I, I don't really remember reading this book, but I, like, have notes on it, and then I also did some additional research, so I will be, like, referencing the book at some times, but I'm also gonna try and, like, put my own little spin on things, you know, to make it a little bit more from the heart, from me. So, yeah, if you're thinking about getting the book after this episode, definitely check that out, but the whole point of it is basically, like, if you wanna be successful in life, it's a huge aspect of it is spiritual, like, I feel like it's a, you know, kind of a balance of the mind, body, and spirit, just like anything that you want to do with your life, but specifically when you want something like big success, I definitely think that you're gonna want to hone into your spiritual side, you know, realizing that, Everything is kind of connected. Okay, we're not gonna get into it. Wait, I'll get into it in a second. I'm getting myself. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So basically, the premise of this is success isn't just hard work. It's about understanding human nature. So, in theory, the same laws that nature uses to build a forest, create a human body, you know, create all these amazing natural things, is the same laws that can also bring fulfillment of our deepest desires. So how fun and cool is that, okay? It's just like a new perspective on life that I think is like really cool and interesting. So the first spiritual law of success is the law of pure potentiality. So this law kind of states that we all come from a quantum field of pure consciousness, okay? There are infinite dimensions, infinite ideas, infinite creation, infinite knowledge, like this Realm, this kind of spirit world that we can tap into is infinite possibilities. So it it's, it's gonna be a little difficult to like kind of fathom, but basically the point of it is we manifested onto this planet with a mind-body complex. And we have this ability to tap into this field, which we are all from. We're all from this quantum field of whatever it is. We can tap into this at any time. So the premise here is basically that we are conscious creators of our own reality. So that's really cool. And if you understand kind of what that means, kudos to you, because it is a little bit difficult to comprehend, you know, but stick with me, okay? So basically, the author of this book goes along to say that we can tap into this reality, okay? You might think, you know, cool, whatever, we can tap in. How the hell do we tap into this, like, weird quantum world that we're from, So he suggests taking time to sit in silence. You know, absolutely silence. No book, no phone, no podcast. And you can essentially tap into this field. So this is kind of by like silently witnessing the intelligence within every living thing. You know, when you're on a walk, when you're on a hike, really observing your surroundings, making sure you're listening to the sounds of nature, you don't have headphones in kind of walking very mindfully, you know, and just almost like living in the moment, practicing non-judgment, you know, thoughts come and go, you don't really judge them. So I think one way to reach this, what I personally do is like, I will go on hikes with no phone and just completely, well, I mean, I guess you have to bring your phone sometimes for safety reasons, but turn on airplane mode. But you get know what I mean, just like completely sitting in silence, walking in silence, being submerged in nature. Another way he says you can reach this is meditation 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night. Now, I don't know about you, but I cannot sit still. Or I can, I, Right now in my life, I don't have an hour to meditate. You know, half hour in the morning, half hour at night. I don't think anyone does. Ideally, we should, But I think we could shorten this a little bit. Maybe do like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night of just complete silence. You know, not like a guided meditation, but just sitting in silence. This could be right when your alarm goes off and you hit snooze for another five minutes. Like you're technically sitting there in silence. You know, if you allow yourself to sit up and just wake up slowly with your body, Um, I think eventually you could work up to 30 minutes. Right now, me personally, I feel like five minutes is just perfect because I'm still in the beginning of my whole meditation journey. It is a little difficult to, you know, sit still and kind of observe your thoughts. So I think five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night would be a good start. Also, sitting in silence with not just walking in silence, but also other things in silence. You know, maybe you do a shower without music or... You have a car ride that's just silence. When was the last time you did that? I had a friend like years ago and he would refuse to listen to music on long drives and I literally thought he was nuts. I was like, why would you do that? This is so boring. I hate driving. I feel like I would get so bored, but he loved it. So honestly, every now and then do a car ride that's just silence. I think that would be a really cool kind of life-changing experience. I feel that when I just... I don't know. When I've had points in my life where I just had a really deep talk or I went to a class that was, like, really intense, you know, I was in, like, a psychic development class, so usually after those classes I would, like, take the time to, or I was doing my Reiki training, I would take the time to drive home in silence because I kind of wanted to, like, process what was going on, you know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, maybe once a week or once a month trying to do a car ride with just silence I think would help. So, yes, anyways, to summarize, basically, that law has the law of pure potentiality. This quantum field that we come from is beautiful, is pure. There's infinite success, infinite abundance in this field. And right now, where we are, we have the ability to kind of tap into that if we allow ourselves to sit in silence. And I know silence can be scary. And I had someone actually ask me the other day, you know, what is the point of meditation? The point of meditation is not to have a complete empty blank mind and like sit there and get mad at yourself that you're thinking and you're trying to, the point is literally to be a third person observer of your thoughts. Does that make sense? Like you are the third person observer of your thoughts, so you're not going to attach to your thoughts or your emotions. You're just going to observe them, simply observe them. I like to picture, I go to my special place when I'm meditating, wherever You want your special place to be could be like by a pond or maybe by your favorite tree or maybe in your favorite house I don't know whatever but you kind of pick a place that you always go to and this can be like a completely made-up place you know my place I've never technically been to it's completely made up but the point of it is to kind of like observe your thoughts I like to picture my thoughts I look up at the sky and my thoughts are clouds or like little clouds passing by so that has kind of helped me you know not attach Because when you're looking up at the sky and you see a cloud, you're not like, oh my god, I am that cloud. I'm gonna become that cloud. No, you say, oh cool, a cloud, and you kind of watch it pass by. So why is it that when we have these thoughts, we almost attach ourselves to them? Doesn't really make sense to me, like why human beings are designed to do that, but it's kind of like unlearning these patterns in society. All right, you get the kind of gist with that one, so let's move on now. The second one is... The law of giving and receiving. So, this law basically states that nothing in this universe is static. Energy is always in circulation, always in motion. I mean, look at any sort of system, you know, your body, the blood is always flowing. There's always a circulation um, with money, especially in society. It's almost like you can't really, you need to keep it in flow, keep the currency in flow. When you provide a service, you get money, and then you go spend that money on another service. When you kind of like, hoard money in the bank you're not gaining as much if you were to go and in, in, in invest it into different stocks or different companies you know what I mean so the essence of this is kind of like the more you give the more you receive so gratefully receive gifts but also give in many ways like the more you give the more you will receive so keep the wealth circulating by giving and receiving care affection appreciation love when i say give in many ways you should be giving to someone at least once a day this doesn't mean you need to buy someone a present once a day it means there's so many different ways to give you could give a hug give a compliment if you go over someone's house bring a gift you could pass by someone and give them a silent prayer like for love and abundance in their life stuff like that so just giving smaller things and yes the whole idea is like the more you give the more you receive so everything should like keep flowing keep going just like money just like our body stuff like that law number three is the law of karma so if you don't know what karma is every action you take supposedly has um, a consequence so with karma you need to kind of be more consciously aware. Of the choices that you're making in your day to day life. So, for instance, before you're about to do something, you might ask yourself, What are the consequences of this choice I'm making? You know, is it positive or negative? Will this choice bring happiness to me and those around me? So, a perfect example of this is say someone leaves a negative comment on your social media platform, whether it's like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. You could choose to reply to that negative comment but I think um, wizard Liz said this one time like never reply to negative comments because you don't know what energy you're engaging with and you don't want to exchange that energy so if you see a hateful comment or a negative comment you need to leave that alone and go about your day and realize that that person has a problem with their self and it has absolutely nothing to do with you And so anyways, with this negative comment, you could choose, you know, do I engage with this comment or do I leave it alone? If you engage with this comment and you say something mean back, you're just bringing more harm into your life and to this person's life. But if you ignore it, maybe block the person, go about your day, pretend it never happened. This action is bringing you success and happiness and also ensures the flow of happiness and success to others around you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's very important to kind of, yes, if someone's attacking you, I feel like as humans, you want to naturally attack back. But take me a second to realize, you know, in the long haul, who is this affecting? Who is this hurting? If someone says something mean about me, if I say something mean back, like it's not really helping anyone. And if anything, it's going to make me feel worse about myself. So if you want good to you, if you want good to come to you, you need to give good out into this world. And same thing, you know, our internal realities are projection of our external realities. So, and vice versa. So, if you want negative stuff to come to you, you're going to give that negative energy out. Now, the law of karma goes even deeper and it talks about like past karmas. You know, if you believe in like past lives, it could be referring to that um like having past life karma that's unresolved or even when you were younger and you weren't consciously aware of this law that's also what it's talking about when it says past karmas so getting even more deeper like how far back can this karma go you know this could go lifetimes ago or this could be you know when you're 12 years old and you were bullying a kid you know and you weren't aware of the law of karma so it's important to like clear past karmas and I'm not really gonna get into that because that's gonna be like that might be a whole separate podcast and I don't know if I'm gonna do that but you can look up kind of like how to heal past karma um but yeah that's a lot like if you want to go back and heal past life karma it's kind of just like coming to terms with it and recognizing it processing it you know making it right stuff like that but I don't really know if you have to worry about Past karma as much and getting even deeper than that I've always had this theory that we reincarnate based on like our past karma now this is this has no evidence like this is literally me just thinking about this on the spot like I've been thinking about this for years now almost like isn't it weird that you have the privilege right now to kind of you know listen to me through this microphone like you have a privilege of having an iphone or having a computer or some sort of device where you can listen to this podcast on like i don't know how much percent of the world does not have that like they're literally living in survival mode fight or flight day to day like we have this luxury to do stuff like shadow work and then there's other people out in the country where the shadow they walk outside their shadows right in front of them like they're witnessing war they're witnessing their people dying and their loved ones being killed and we have the privilege to sit here and be like oh I feeling a little depressed let me journal on this I'm depressed because the sun's setting earlier when people are out there literally fighting for their lives so it's just something to think about just a theory that I've thought about you know why did I reincarnate in America with the privilege to, like, already have financial support for my parents to, like, afford college, afford a car, stuff like that, when other people are born into communities where, like, they're starving and they they don't have technology, they don't have any of this stuff. So, I just think it's interesting, you know, like, do we choose the lives we incarnate to or is it based on how we were in our past life? You know, did I keep getting like very, very good karma to end up where I am today? Does that make sense? You know what I'm trying to say? Like I could have incarnated on the other side of the world and lived in a hut my whole life, but why did I incarnate in the privilege of like this beautiful home, a family? And it's like really important to like notice that and have gratitude for that but I always have wondered let me know if you guys think this too like if karma plays a role into it you know you get what I kind of mean like what what how does past karma affect our lives now and even want to get into shit that's deeper like Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick, I think this was happened a while ago. They went to uh like a healer, a psychic something and the person said, "You guys have past karmic debt that you're not paying and in each lifetime you keep reincarnating together to learn your lesson and you're never learning it." So like imagine you have karma with someone else and you guys just keep reincarnating and you're stuck in this cycle because neither of you will like admit that you're wrong or figure out what you need to do you know I just think this stuff is very interesting like how to break the cycle of karma and stuff like that yeah but if that's what we're basing off like I know I have a lot of like mental problems and like my life isn't perfect at all but I'm just saying compared to other people's like maybe I did have some good karma to end up in this house and end up in America and i feel like it could have been a lot worse but yeah i wonder if like maybe how good of a person you were in your last life dictates what life you're gonna have now or if you pick that or like who picks it i don't know just like stuff to think about all right side tangents now let's move on to the fourth law the law of least effort so this is that nature functions effortlessly okay stuff like the sun the sun isn't forced to rise and set, it just does it. The moon isn't forced to go through cycles, it just does it. Your body, if you're a female, it's not forced to have like, you know, menstruation, the follicular phase, luteal phase, ovulation phase, it just naturally does it. So the law of least effort basically has three key components in it. So the first one is to accept people, situations and events as they occur. The second one is to take responsibility for your situation and for all events seen as problems. The third one is practicing defenselessness, so relinquishing the need to defend your point of view because the more energy you spend on trying to become defensive towards someone else, the more energy, like that energy can be put towards fulfilling your desires, so basically to summarize accept your situation take responsibility for your situation and kind of just let go be defenseless so when you do you, ever, you we all know that one person it's like you say anything to them they become so defensive I mean that's a lot of work that they're putting towards something negative negative. and you know I just if I disagree with someone I just let them have it I'm like you know what I'd rather choose happiness than being right. Like, I'm kind of, I literally say, you know what? I'm done with the conversation now. You know that, like, little TikTok meme? Sit back down, I'm sat, and I just walk away. I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. This is not worth my time or energy. This is not getting anywhere. Like, I just don't care. So, let me give, like, a little example about how you could implement this into your day. Okay, say you're going about your day and say someone cuts you off in traffic and you get like so upset. You know what I mean? You are blaming the other driver, you're maybe you're blaming like the road and you just have all this road rage and you're just so angry. That's one route you could go down and then the rest of your day kind of follows that negative pattern or right from there you go, "You know what? I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt." Maybe they're in a rush. Maybe they had a bad day. We never know what someone else is going on with their life. I'm just gonna accept the situation. You know, thank God nothing happened. Thank God there wasn't an accident. I'm gonna move on, and that's that's gonna be it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let them in. I'm gonna let them in. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna trust. Maybe karma will get them if they're really 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 mean. And I'm just gonna move on. Another example would be like, say, you spill something on your shirt right when you wake up in the morning, you spill coffee on your brand new shirt right on your way out to work. Shit happens. You know what I mean? You are so upset. You blame the counter. You blame, like, yourself for rushing. I don't know. You blame whatever. So instead, you can just accept the situation, change your shirt, and move on, bruh. Like, just move on. It's not that big of a deal. There's no use crying over spilt almond milk. Okay? So you don't need to have a little tantrum and a hissy fit and we certainly it's weird when you kind of have this like awakened perspective on the universe because like you watch other you know maybe like reality tv shows or politics or the news and you realize like how many people are not even they're they get like so defensive all the time and it's like bro imagine the good you could be doing for this world and yourself if you put that energy towards not being a dick you know what I mean all right transition now law number five is the law of intention and desire so this is kind of very similar to the law of pure potentiality it has to do with like the quantum field where we come from and where everything is so the law of intention and desire basically to summarize is that energy and information exists Exist everywhere. So, for instance, a tree and human at their core have very similar elements. You know, if you break it down, there's like carbon dioxide, oxygen, I don't really know the others, but you get what I mean. To the core, we're made of very similar elements. But the difference between us and a tree is how these elements were formed at the quantum level. So, at the quantum level, they were formed with different energy different information so in essence the universe is an extension of us so therefore we can influence our internal reality and external reality see how it's all coming back you see what's going on here you see i'm i'm bringing it home right now it's all circling back around so this you might have heard of is very common, especially when people are diagnosed with like illnesses, long-term illnesses, and you see these miracles happen. And these people get interviewed and they basically tell themselves, yeah, I just thought that I didn't have cancer. And then one day I didn't have it. And that is a much easier said than done. And you know, I feel like that takes a very strong person to literally, I've met people in my life that literally were diagnosed with cancer. It wasn't looking good. And they convince themselves that they didn't have it and therefore it went away now I really hope I never find myself in that situation because I I feel like I don't know I feel like I would doubt myself a lot in that situation but for instance if I feel a cold coming on this is a lot smaller than cancer if I feel a cold coming on I'll do like an energy healing meditation and I'll convince myself you know it's just allergies you're fine and it does go away like when you truly truly believe it so I'm changing the energy and information in my body. Now, you might think this is absolutely nuts. This is crazy. I'm talking nonsense. This is crazy. But you know what? At the end of the day, don't be so quick to judge because you don't even know why we're here. Like, no one knows why we're here. We're on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere. If you can convince yourself you're not sick, why not give it a shot? What's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't work? Oh, boo. Okay, cool. But like, just give it a shot. There's no... There's no need to sit there and judge and think, like, this is crazy or this is nonsense. Like, just do it. You know, be more open-minded in your life. Be more accepting and, I don't know, it's just really cool. Like, you you can't tell me, sit here and tell me that you know what's going on, that you know what we are. Is this a simulation? Is this, like, an extension of our higher selves? Like, you can't sit there and tell me facts about this stuff. So, why not just give it a shot? Because you know what? You never know what could happen. So anyways, um, a tip for this, the law of intention and desire, is to focus your energy and give attention to kind of the things you want in your life so for instance make a list of your desires and speak about it like this i have this in my life i have this brand new tesla i live in this mansion in california i have my soulmate and maybe like gratitude like oh universe thank you so much for bringing me my soulmate he's perfect he's this he's that you know basically a list of your dream life your desires and from the perspective of like i'm so grateful that i already have this now read it Every single night and every single morning and throughout your day, put it on like a little post-it note and focus your energy on what you desire. And this will subconsciously change your perspective and energetic information. So, it's just like repetition, you know, affirmation, subconscious reprogramming. If you have your own little way of doing this, by all means do that. They have affirmations on YouTube, you know, subliminal messaging, meditations to go to sleep. It's like reprogram your subconscious to do anything. You know, if you want more self-love, more self-discipline, self-compassion, there's so many endless opportunities out there with YouTube. But the point of this is basically that to make a list of desires trust that when things don't seem to go your way there is a reason and everything we come from this quantum fields everything is energy and information the universe is trying to help you out the universe has your back the universe that that's your homeboy right there okay homeboy is not going to let you down so this is very difficult because I you know I've I feel like sometimes I do doubt myself and I do personally doubt the universe but you know what you just got day you got to trust it because like what else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? All right, sixth law is the law of detachment. So this basically essentially means in order to attain your desires, you need to release full attachment. So allow yourself and others the freedom to be who they are. So this is not trying to change people. You know, I find this very difficult sometimes in my life. I just talk to someone and they're just so brainwashed and I literally just want to change them and shake them and say oh my god wake up like you're so dumb but you need to kind of just allow things to go detach from the situation don't force solutions like that law that we talked about with the nature doesn't force itself you know the law of least effort nature doesn't force itself to have the sun rise every morning it just does don't force solutions allow solutions to spontaneously emerge and with this law uncertainty and insecurity is essential to your path of freedom so if you fear the uncertain you're going to be attached to an outcome and that's not good say you're manifesting like a tesla for instance okay and you want this tesla so bad it's your dream car you wanted this your whole life or whatever your dream car might be and there is only one way that you see yourself getting this and you want it so bad you're coming to the universe with this inherent like lack of an untrusting energy the universe is gonna look at you and say girl are you crazy right now you're coming at me demanding wanting all this shit you're not even showing up for yourself you're fucking sleeping in until noon and you're fearful of me like you fear the uncertain so just trust that the universe is gonna bring this car for you the universe does the work for you if you're gonna manifest money you know allow the universe to bring it in good circumstances, when you request these things, make sure you're always very, kind of, like, specific, not too specific, you know, don't be like, oh, I want $8,000 from my ex tomorrow, you know, like, that's, I mean, maybe you could do that, but I'm just saying, I always request it out of good circumstances, because there was this one story of this woman who manifested money, you know, and, it came to her in the form of a car accident so she got her 5k but she was paralyzed after so you kind of want to like approach the universe from a good standpoint like just say that I like I thank you for giving me this money thank you for allowing it to come to me on good terms like no one was harmed it's on its way to me you know like kind of just reaffirming that and I'm not here to sitting gonna sit here and scare you and be like oh if you manifested this one time and the universe like you have to say good you know what I mean I just I don't think the universe ever really has bad intentions I'm just saying it's something that I'm being more mindful in my life of how I'm requesting certain desires I feel like just being an overall good-hearted good intention person is just gonna set you up for success in general like you don't need to sit there and kind of say like, I, you know what I'm, you get know I'm trying to say if you're already a good person, I just feel like good things will come to you because it's just a mirror. Everything's a mirror. But yeah, it doesn't hurt to just say I'm requesting this, but make sure it comes to me, you know, with no harm, good circumstances. And the law of detachment is just gonna allow you to free up any blockages you have towards anything that you're requesting. So yeah, let go, surrender, detach from the outcome. That's basically the summary of the law of detachment. Last law is the law of dharma. So dharma is kind of it's a term that basically means like your soul's purpose, I want to say. Um I'm not sure if that's exactly accurate, don't quote me on that, but that's like the essence of it. So basically, if money was of no concern to you, what would you do without getting paid? You know, how so your job right now, would you do that if you weren't getting paid? Okay? Me personally, um, I'm not getting paid for this podcast and I love it. So I kind of know that this is like one of something that I'm like passionate about. But you know, my serving job on the other hand, if money was not a concern, I don't know if I would exactly be doing that with my life. Same with you, if you're working a corporate America job, if you weren't getting paid, would you do that? I don't, I don't know if you absolutely love it, maybe, but the point is to take this information and kind of create a life in a living and serve humanity with what you're truly, truly passionate about. So say you're like really passionate about art, kind of finding a way to like live that, live your soul's purpose on this planet. Because when you're really passionate about what you're doing, your life is just a lot better. The people around you are a lot more positive. The world's a lot more positive. It's just like a really beautiful thing to truly be doing what you're passionate about in this world. So something that you could do here is kind of make a list of all the things you enjoy doing and realize like how much of a flow state these put you in you know for me I feel like when I'm recording this podcast I get in such a trans flow state and words just come to me and like that is a really cool feeling that I have so with the law of dharma how can your passion guide other people to make them happy and you know this obviously is going to take time so be really patient with yourself seek your higher self discover your unique talents ask how ask yourself how you can be best suited to serve humanity Um, use your unique talents to serve others it's going to bring an unlimited amount of bliss and abundance but be patient because I'm I don't even know what my dharma is you know what I mean I'm kind of testing the waters with a bunch of things I'm very fortunate that I am able to move back with my parents and save money and kind of work part-time and then my part-time job it's like Wednesday Thursday Friday from 3 p.m to 10 p.m so I still have like my whole mornings to kind of explore what I'm passionate about you know and I have a, a huge list like I don't even want to get into it I have no idea what I'm doing with my life but yeah people who look like they have it figured out just don't have it figured out but make a list. I mean, mine was bizarre. Like one was, oh, you could be TikTok famous or oh, you could be a professor. Oh, you could go live in a hut or oh, you could be a podcaster. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like really across the whole scale type things. So I think personally, what I'm trying to do to like find my dharma is to Like I said before, use that law of pure potentiality, tap into that quantum field. I've been making it priority to wake up earlier, to practice yoga, to practice meditation and to really like understand and learn myself and limit the screen time. Okay, this is very difficult, especially for me to do, but putting limits on your phone is really useful. Sitting in silence whenever you have free time, you know, maybe you don't turn on a movie. Maybe you sit there and journal and figure yourself out more because all you got is yourself at the end of the day. So, anyways, I think that about wraps it up for the seven spiritual laws of success. Remember that success isn't just hard work. It's about understanding these basic human nature principles and the, the... the essence behind it is basically like this plant i'm staring at right now whatever created this plant you know that's gonna help me fulfill my desires everything's connected everything's one and i just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in if you could leave a rating and review subscribe any of that would like really really help me out you have no idea and i would truly appreciate to you i'm sending you a little blessing right now have a beautiful day Go to someone that they're hot because that always makes someone feel better. And you know what? I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, cutie.